Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. Today we are going to wrap the Seattle International Film Festival. We're going to be joined by, well, we do have our executive producer. Welcome, Sharon. Are you there? Are you there, Sharon? All right. For some reason, I don't know why we're not getting Sharon. Um, it said that she had called in, but uh, welcome. And today the special guest will be Colleen Elizabeth Jaylee Davis. And Elizabeth is really cool. She did a video interview for us at CineQuest. And she's going to tell us about the... Seattle International Film Festival, which her film played at, and Sharon will be reviewing it. And then we're going to have a cool little discussion. I thought it would be great to have um, two women on here because you'll hear once we discuss the film. Are you with us, Sharon? Hi, Paul. Can you hear me now? Yep. So I was telling the audience we're going to have two women on here discussing this film. We'll wait to di- we'll wait to get into the film. We're going to have some questions for Elizabeth about the Seattle International Film Festival, and then we will get to um, have just an open-ended thing because this film you kind of have to be open-ended. And again, as I said, you guys always want to make a list of what we have here on the show. Sharon, uh, Elizabeth is going to be calling in any moment. And so we just wanted to say thank you for, um, for doing this, for taking the time to watch the screener and we'll keep you on oh, after her it. to review it. Sorry, go ahead. I absolutely loved it. I look forward to talking to her. Yes, it was, uh, this is this is funny because, you know, what, what I love here at the show is, is that either you wait for a phone call and it never comes in, or the moment I go on air, I get a call from a doctor that I've been trying to get a hold of. And it's so cool because I have so much that I have to remember for this show, and my memory doctor called. So it's so funny how serendipitous is that, that once you're on air, that that happens. So thank you, movie gods. Um, Isn't so that Sharon, always how it happens, though? That's how you it happens. Yes, and the movie gods are with the show. We believe, we believe that, and we're not knocking religion. Now, let me see here. Elizabeth is calling in. Welcome, Elizabeth. Are you Hello. there? Hi. Hello. How are, How are you? you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. You're, of course. You're, like I said, you're always welcome here. And you, <laughs> you, 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 like I told you, you've set a record now for being on the show in the shortest amount of time. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> if we could send you an award, we would. Uh, Elizabeth, meet Sharon, our executive producer. She's on the line. Hi, Sharon. Hi, very nice, nice to meet you. <laughs> Sharon, meet Elizabeth, and... Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, Hi. Um, 
uh, Sharon, I was, or Elizabeth, I was kind of, I wasn't, well, I guess I was laughing because, uh, of course, since Sharon hasn't met you, we were talking about the openness when we get into just the, qu- the quick Q&A that we're going to do with your film. And I had to say that you're one of the most open filmmakers I've met because our first video interview, we had known each other not even 48 hours and we were talking about something that people have known each other 20 years to talk about. So uh, (laughs) this is going to be a fun conversation, but first uh, Elizabeth, for you, we wanted you to tell us, you know, how, how was the Seattle international film festival and like, what was the, what were the venues like and how was your experience? Seattle was incredible. Um, First of all, it's a great city. And there's so much to do there, and everyone is lovely. Um, but the film festival had so many great movies. Um, I think it's definitely one of the highlights of the the films that we've played with as well. We were in the wild, titillating, and fantastic um, block, and there were just so many cool movies and cool filmmakers there that were representing them. Um, and, yeah, we played in the Uptown Theater, which was really nice venue and had a packed house and people were were uh in the mood for for the films um so it was a really fun experience well what i liked about that cinequest again we cover so many festivals here and we don't think that festivals are we don't think that film is some big rat race competition so we don't You know, when we mention other festivals, we're not disrespecting what the show's about, but uh, I do enjoy seeing that at festivals that in those shorts blocks that the filmmakers end up supporting they meet each other and you see them hanging out and talking before and after the film. So uh, just briefly, is there is there any films you want to mention in your block? that uh, stood out for you that we could let our audience know about? Oh, for sure. Um, I think one of my favorites would have to be Ghosting the Party. Um, And the director is Carlos Alberto Fernandez Lopez. Um, It was really, really funny and inventive and uh, kind of (laughs) like a grossed out movie. Uh, But the audience loved it and we had such a fun time watching it. And is that, uh, I'm looking this up here, uh, Ghosting the Party. Okay, that does have an interesting eight minutes. A gang of gal pals conjure up a frenzy at a Halloween party after a drug-filled dare exposes the true nature of a mysterious guest. And uh, it says here that Carlos is a Seattle-based filmmaker uh, who does music video work. So with this uh, film... Elizabeth, and of course, the show keeps the utmost confidentiality, but was this the premiere of Ghosting the Party, or had had it been making the rounds, or? Um, I don't think it was the premiere. Um, I'm trying to look at where it was before. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. But I thought that the filmmaker had taken it somewhere else before. Well, there's a. I'm looking here at, at this page, and it says this film is playing as part of a, as part of what the f 
a filthy, raunchy, bizarro set of short films to feast your eyes on. They'll leave you asking yourself important questions like who, what, why, what the F. Let me take a quick... Okay, so it says here you played with... It was this, the robbery, call of cuteness, Fatima, Marie, uh, okay, Torres and the space shuttle, Mouse, or maybe Moose, I don't know. What was it, Mouse? Was it about a mouse? It was Mouse, yeah. Okay, (laughs) Mouse. Yeah, this looks like an interesting set of titles. It actually, it looks like an interesting set of photos. Um, For you guys, you can Google sif.net ghosting the party and that'll bring you to the block of shorts um is is there any other film that you'd like to mention in that block that stood out for you elizabeth um the robbery was also great um that was by a guy named jim cummings and i think that premiered at sundance um and mouse was also fantastic there's so many i actually really liked every single thing that played in that block. So just check out the wild, thrilling, fantastic block um, in the SIF shorts program. Wow. This is, yeah. Again, we're going to say that these titles again, mouse ghosting the party, something I can't pronounce lay animo. Okay. Domesticus, the suplex duplex complex um, call of cuteness, the robbery. And yeah, it says here that the director, Jim, 2016 Sundance Film Festival's Grand Jury Prize for Shorts for the film Thunder Road. It, it, uh, don't you find it interesting, uh, Elizabeth, Sharon's been, she watched a lot of our dances with film screeners, so she's been not introduced to film, but introduced to some of these great things that you see at festivals before they either hit Amazon or before they, or while they're just playing festivals. And how has how did uh, how was your experience at SIF with other blocks of shorts you've played with, but basically concentrating on how it worked with SIF? Like, as a filmmaker, you go into a shorts block knowing you're going to be with five or six other films. Um, how how did that? Like, were all the other filmmakers there? Was there only a few? Like, what was the filmmaker ratio like at SIF? Um, at SIF, I think there were about half were there, um, at okay. least in my block. Um, for other programs that I saw, there might have been more, um, maybe like four out of like the six films were being represented. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was a pretty good turnout for filmmakers. Um, obviously, a lot of them for international shorts, so it might be a little more difficult getting out there. But, um, yeah, it was there was a ton of filmmakers to meet at SIF, which was great. And they had a couple uh, parties and events for everyone to sort of mingle with each other, um, and not just in our program, but all the other shorts programs across the whole weekend. Well, so, I'm sorry, what, what was the venue again you were at? Uh, Uptown. Okay, Uptown, Uptown, because I I guess they had the SIF, uh, the Cinema Egyptian. uh, So I think it's the Uptown, if I remember looking at the, the, in the previews correctly, there was a couple of screens there, right? I thought there was just, there might have been two, but I thought there was one large one. Okay, yeah, because there was, um, 
I'll just go to the actual website because I remember uh, that the thing that was cool about this festival was the fact that there's multiple uh, festival venues uh, for people to see stuff and that it was, um, I mean, was it, or were the venues spread out or were they close? I mean, I know the festival we met, met at the, you know, gosh, that was the first time the venue was another venue was 40 minutes away, but was this festival <laughs> compact or was it nice and spread out throughout the city? Um. It was spread out throughout the city, but it wasn't too hard to get to them. It, they were maybe like a 10-minute drive away from each other. Um, and oftentimes I could just walk um, wherever I needed to go from one theater to the next. But they oh, okay. did, there were a bunch of different theaters involved. Um, I would say maybe like six different ones that were spread out throughout the city. Okay. Now, now. uh I got to go to Dance of the Films, and, of course, there were so many parties at the festival we met at. Uh, Sharon lives in Hawaii, and uh, uh, we often, uh, Sharon and I, I explained to her how fun festival parties are. And so could you tell us about one of the parties that you enjoyed? or uh, So we can kind of plug maybe a a venue or uh, let people know how the fifth parties were? Uh, sure. The They had a great 80s party, which was like an 80s teen movie party. Um, that was a, like a music venue. Um, so everyone dressed up in costumes. And they played different clips from like uh, Footloose and whatever classic ones there are. Um, and then I would think that the highlight would be the second Saturday party is what it's called. Um, and it was inside of the Seattle art museum. Um, so we were able to go in after hours and sort of look at the exhibit there. Um, and also mingle with everybody in attendance, but that was a really cool one. I've never been to something like that before. Well, that's fantastic. I'm looking here just by name, the eighties teen movie high school reunion. Uh, Here you go. That's so, it. Yeah, this this sounds fantastic. Thank you for mentioning it because uh, we had a get our guest the other day made a film called The Wedding Invitation, which we reviewed, and I highly suggest you check out Elizabeth. Um, again, The Wedding Invitation, and it's on Amazon, and it has an '80s uh, prom wedding, and that's in the public knowledge, so I'm not ruining anything. But Sif had this party celebrating the totally rad decade show off your eighties duds compete in your yearbook challenge, sing along to the decades, best movie anthems. Oh my gosh. Was eighties full of cheesy movie songs from top gun to officer. <laughs> and uh, of course, dirty dancing, Sharon, right? I mean, every girl loves dirty dancing. We've talked about that before. Oh, and, come on. Um, what girl didn't want to be picked up and spun around. <laughs> that was what's fun about well, that movie. Come on, let's let's not be too literal here. We have a, we ha, we're about to talk about Elizabeth's film. So, um, <laughs> and I've known Sharon twenty years, and I know Elizabeth is open enough that that comment's not inappropriate. And any of you out there can't say, "Hey, that's inappropriate, male host." Uh, we're going to go here to uh, what the festival wrote. Although, I. Uh, Sharon, 
well, Elizabeth, what is the, first of all, we're going to talk about Elizabeth's film now. Elizabeth, what is the title of your film? Le Petite Morris. Okay. Now, Sharon, please let Elizabeth know what you just told me about the kids and the title. <laughs> well, I was at home practicing how to pronounce this in French, Le Petite More. I was so proud of myself for practicing and <laughs> learning how to say this. Well, I have three kids listening in the background, and they are now perfectly saying Le Petite More throughout the house. Uh, now, for anyone who knows this, Le Petit Mort stands for the little death, French word for the orgasm. So having your three kids go throughout the house, being there saying that, is kind of a little bit backwards at the moment. <laughs> I'm uh, very proud <laughs> of their pronunciation that. and that they're doing so well with it. I think we kind of went the wrong direction with the phrase. Well, and, <laughs> and her oldest kid is 10, Elizabeth, so... See how filmmakers influence children through film. We're all so bad. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth, of course, director biography here. So Sharon, so you can know and the world can know. And what I like about this, when I met Elizabeth, is, you know, the world is so full of stigmas, especially right now. Judgment, labels, whatever you want to call it. And... I don't mean this in a bad way, but only because how nice Elizabeth is, is why um, I was shocked to hear she went to Cornell. Because whenever you hear that, we're taught to think, you know, Ivy League, or we're taught to think since we didn't go to Yale or something, oh my gosh. And Elizabeth, I mean this in the nicest way, you are just so chill and cool, like, like you didn't go to college or, you know, like, um, and I, and I love that you can, I love that you can separate that. And, um, so yeah, you know, and, uh, Elizabeth, this is public, of course, says John, the biography, Los Angeles based filmmaker, uh, pursuing her film degree at Cornell university, her documentary Dharma about a Cambodia medical mission screened at the festival in the U S and this is her narrative short film debut. So I, of course, have spoken with you multiple times and we'll mm -hmm. let you, uh, we'll have you, I'll read the log line and then basically I'll let you guys kind of talk. Sharon has a couple of questions. And then, of course, uh, for, so the audience knows, Elizabeth will exit the conversation and um, Sharon will be reviewing the film. So stick around because we're going to have a review as part of this wrap. So all I'm going to say is, and then I'll let you two speak as women, because we wanted to have the female point of view. When a virginal girl follows her lover into a mysterious forest, a twist of fate wrenches them apart forever. The girl struggles to be even closer to him in this fairy tale about sex, death, and pie. So with that, Sharon, Fire away, Elizabeth. Thank you for doing this mini Q and A about your film. Okay. You two can take it. You you two can take it away. Go ahead, Sharon. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you today, dear? Hi. How I must you? say I absolutely loved your film. 
I loved it. Oh, scenes. I loved the scenes. I loved the scenery. I have to ask, where did you film this? Because there were so many symbolism scenes that were played out. I know that you can tell that you had a lot. It had a lot to do with the script. So I was just wondering, where was was did this take place? Uh, sure. Um, we shot the film in Sequoia, um, California. So it's a big national oh, park area, area with these big, beautiful sequoia trees. Um, and I wanted to do that because I was looking for this sort of like otherworldly fairy tale meadow and forest, like a place where you think that like fairies might be hanging out, something really remote. Um, these two people can that go came on across this really well, in. actually. Oh, great! You hit right on the head for that one. You did an excellent job capturing that. Thank you. It was really hard to find the perfect location. Um, so I'm based in LA. So I was looking around the LA area for forests and meadows um, for quite a while. Went on a bunch of different scouts, but I was finally. I was doing all these like Google searches for meadows and I found this in Sequoia and it ended up being kind of like a long drive, like a four to five hour drive away from LA, uh, which kind of oh, changed yeah. the whole concept of shooting with a big crew and whatnot. Um, but we managed to pull it off in a weekend. So it, I'm so happy that we found that. Otherwise I don't think it would be the same movie wow, that it you is. Did that in a weekend? That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, long weekend, a long weekend for me. As I said, I loved your script. I loved that it went in not the normal direction of what I was expecting at all. (laughs) How did you come up with this idea? I love it. How did you come up with this? Um, So I wanted to sort of explore what it was like falling in love and having sex for the first time and sort of the emotional roller coaster that it is, especially if you're from a family that didn't really talk about it or there's like a big stigma around it in wherever you mm-hmm. grew up. Um, there are all these feelings of like shame and fear, but this idea that you wanted to do this thing, but it was a big mystery and you didn't know if it was okay. And you sort of felt lonely because you didn't really talk to people about it. Um, so I kind of wanted just to make a little fairy tale exploration of that. Um, and I studied medieval literature uh, in college and there were all of these beautiful little fables, um, that were sort of about these big ideas like love and sex and death. So I kind of wanted to do my own take on it. Also, love to eat more, the, the phrase is something that we also studied and, it is said that when you have an orgasm, it's the closest you are to death and to dying, that you're like transcending out of this world and very briefly into a, like another world. Um, so I sort of wanted to explore that and how this woman sees her lost love one last time. Um, spoiler alert. The lifting alert, of the veil type of dead. situation type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm going to go very Sorry. It sounded like a good joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She said it was like death. Okay, never mind. Bad joke. Go ahead, ladies. 
I, I said you, you said that it, an orgasm was the closest to death. I said I'm going to go kill myself, but sorry, inappropriate joke. Go ahead, baby. Want watch? Okay, go ahead. I yeah, killed it. sorry, I Paul. You kind of killed it on the joke one there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Wow, you definitely did that well because with the music, you definitely had that whole fairy tale experience. You have the whole love thing down, and then the direction it goes into, you're seeing they're going, wow, never saw that coming. For an eight-minute <laughs> film, it takes you on such a ride. I could not – I actually had to go back and look at my time and be like, wow, that was eight to ten minutes. Dear, everything that you said you set out to do with this script and this film – Congratulations, you went above and beyond of what you set out to do. It is truly an amazing short film that I would Thank suggest anybody see. Thank you so much. I'm so see. happy that you enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved this film. Now maybe I can oh, get I want- my kids to stop saying the words a little bit. Let's try and train them out of that. I don't think we want to be sending them to school with that. <laughs> well, I wanted to say that I wanted to say that you guys the synopsis says pie, so that's not ruining anything. Um, and Elizabeth, yesterday we had the cinematographer. I remember you and I spoke about American Pie. We had the cinematographer of American Pie on there, or on our show. And <laughs> of course, we didn't. I didn't ask him any questions, but I was thinking of how uh, how cool that was to. Uh, the way you mentioned that and off air, I'll tell him that uh, what that spawned and about your film, but uh, could you guys maybe just uh, briefly, if if you had a few more minutes, Elizabeth, could you guys, or how you want to discuss the synopsis says pie, how that uh, Sharon, if you could spawn a question from that, uh, the pie aspect of the film, because I'm really interested in, the POV of women discussing this? Well, I'll be quite honest. I've never been into the whole pie thing and the whole sexual thing about that. But (laughs) how about Elizabeth go and tell us about how she went, hey, pie would be the perfect thing to go about this. Sure. I feel like a cherry pie carries a lot of meaning behind it and just pop culture. Um, of, of course, you mentioned American Pie, this idea that it's this sort of like a sexual thing. Um, and popping cherries is also kind of like a reference to that. Um, so I wanted to draw on a cherry pie because I think it already carries a lot of meaning behind it. And for this film, it was a symbol of this woman's virginity that she was offering up to her lover. Um, and also because it's cherry and it's bright red and it looks a lot like guts and blood. Um, that was definitely a huge factor in it. And I loved the idea of like, it, it was also like a very visceral symbol of her body and his body getting smeared all over each other. Um, and a lot of people have told me like, wow, they kind of kind of forget that it is cherry pie and they think that it is like, blood that she's smearing all over him. Um, but they have to remember, it's forget just, that for a moment. Pie. Yeah. 
Well, ladies, I'm going to do something I've never done here, and I'm going to put myself live on Facebook. We've never done this with video, so just allow me to do the introduction here again real quick. Um, we're here live on doing a podcast, and we have Elizabeth. I'm sorry, Elizabeth, I always pronounce your, your name wrong, your middle name. Jaylee. <laughs> Elizabeth Jaylee Davis. And uh, she's telling us about Seattle International Film Festival. We're talking about her f- short film. Please go over to my Facebook page to take a listen. But I just want to let you guys know, Elizabeth, we really appreciate that you came by today and uh, discussed the film. We had one last question about Seattle, and then uh, we'll let you get back to your day. And we hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And that's Great. Is there something else that you saw in Seattle, or, or sorry, at the film festival that uh, mm-hmm. you would like to tell us about or like kind of just briefly review, like a feature that you checked out or just something else that we can keep our sure. eyes on at other festivals? Um, there's actually another short that I think was my absolute favorite. It was really beautiful. It's called Nothing Ever Really Ends. Um, and it's by Jacob Rorvik. And it's about this couple. You see them over the course of, I think, a few years, but only on New Year's Eve and how their relationship changes. Um, and it was sort of just this thing where you felt like you're watching things that have happened to your own life. Um, it's about a couple that's been together for a long time and how they sort of fall out of love and into love. And I, it was really beautiful. And I... Um, I think I got a special mention um, as a best short in the SIF Awards, but it's really great. You should check it out. Nothing ever really ends. Nothing ever really ends. A special mention at the SIF Awards is what Elizabeth just told us about. Nothing ever ends. Keep that on your guys' short film radar. We tell everyone, Elizabeth, I know you listen to every episode we do. No, I'm just kidding. We let every audience member know because we're frequently getting new networks to write down these films because we have the good fortune to screen films literally, but then also we have the good fortune of screening the filmmakers. So uh, without it sounding arrogant, anybody that we have on the film is good or they are a cool person. uh, We would not be, you wouldn't even be on air if you weren't a cool person or you weren't someone that I enjoyed talking to. Um, and there's really no way to say that without sounding like an arrogant ass of a host, but that's okay. Cause I hope people get it. So um, Elizabeth uh, and share, or yes. I thank you for joining us and the team thanks you. And we want to thank Seattle thank International so Film Festival. Oh yes, of course. And you are of course welcome back and maybe uh, in like a month. No, um, Please let us, of course, always <laughs> let me know what's going on with the film because we are going to go back to uh, something we used to do long, long time ago uh, when I didn't have other producers. Um, well, in the beginning when I was just mainly the one on air was I would say a couple of things that were on the festival circuit or I would give Netflix recommendations. Uh, and so we, if you have... Uh, we're going to get back to updating what our guests are up to now that we have such a great database database of guests 
so we can kind of say, hey, it's this week, such and such film is playing in New York or Seattle. And so please uh, let me know, or I know I'll see stuff over Facebook because we know you played here in LA at the Raw Film Festival. And so we want to continue that support going. So Sharon, if you have any Absolutely. final, oh yes, anytime. And Sharon, so if you have any final words with Elizabeth for Elizabeth, uh, fire away, and then we'll get into reviewing her film. As I said, I absolutely loved your film. It was an honor reviewing it. Good luck on all the film circuits out there. Thank you so much. It was so great to meet you, Sharon. And thanks for having me again. It was great meeting you. All right, Elizabeth. I will, of course, send you this link when it's done. And great. have a great, excellent day. And uh, safe travels you too, wherever guys. you are. All Thank right. you. All right. Aloha. Bye. All right, Sharon. That was that was refreshing, and so everyone knows that was the first time we've done that. Not only clicking on live, and I also have it right now on Facebook that people can listen live. Uh, we don't do call-ins yet. That's something we're working towards with the show. But again, we're going to take this time right now to thank Nina and the other PR team of SIF the Seattle International Film Festival and for turning us on to a great, a few great films that we got to read about through the preview. And they provided, Sharon, they provided so many great things from other countries. And of course, an international film festival does that, but this one had some really cool historical stuff that I'm hoping comes around and we'll get a chance to talk about. But now we have a solid three to five minutes that, I'm going to give you the floor. I'm obviously going to be here, but uh, this won't be a discussion review because uh, I have reviewed this film already. So take the floor and let us know your thoughts on Les Petites Mort, Les Petites Mois, Les whatever, however you pronounce it, whatever floats your boat, literally and metaphorically. All right, Sharon. We need to practice on your French call. Le petit more, if there is to be a star rating system here at Talking Pictures, or I'd give it a five out of five stars with this one. I love, she said she was trying to go for that fairy tale field out in the fields. You actually feel like you're out in the field with some of the shots she took. As I said, I wish I could always be more of a high reference kind of person. You know, personally, I've never been the greatest lover of even American Pie. For me, it was always, okay, a few quick jokes and move on. This one with how the pie is used and the reference for how it's used. And as she said, it's used, it's a symbol of this girl's virginity, but at the same time, it comes into play later on within the film. For me, that was one of the greater uses of a pie being used. I really enjoyed that. As I said, I've never been the greatest lover of pies. So, hey, look, a great scene right there. I would suggest anybody seeing this film. It's not your normal, typical, hey, walk through the love, walk through the field, love couple show. It takes you on a joyride in just eight minutes. And to be taken on a kind of thrill ride like that in just eight minutes is really amazing for a film to be able to do that. 
Okay, so what I'll jump in with is uh, since you've gotten to see so many films lately, uh, Elizabeth's film, I, I gosh, I believe it premiered at CineQuest. That's where I saw it. It played in L.A. It's played a few other places. Um, I had not asked her if I can announce the other places it's going on to, so I won't. Uh, but um, Elizabeth, uh, if you go in our video archives, please go to our Talking Pictures Facebook page and click like. Uh, you can go to our video archives, and there's a video interview of Elizabeth. She gave us a, it was an eight- or nine-minute interview, and it was after – I saw her film at, like, a, the shorts played at, like, 10 o'clock at night, and so it was really kind of – it is kind of a film, film that has a late-night feel to it, and Elizabeth goes uh, in-depth into it, and it was really, really funny because, of course, as we said, the the, the synopsis – on the SIF website said that it's about a girl losing her virginity. And we've talked about sex and the metaphors of pie. And Elizabeth was just so open that it, that has I, this interview was going on. And I really want you guys to check out this video interview. It's in our archives, easy to find. We, we have about 35 videos. So it's not like it's going to take you a, a lot of extra time. And Elizabeth was just so open. And I had literally, just talked to her over email and I think we had her to preview her film and she ended up having this like seven or eight minute conversation with me. And like I said, in the beginning, we're talking about all this stuff that like people, you know, you have to be friends like 20 years before you're talking about it. So this is a really admirable filmmaker that at talking pictures, we advocate the openness. Of course, we are not into talking about people's personal lives asking them sexual questions, gossip, any of that journalism bullshit that goes on. Mm. But we do uh, appreciate a filmmaker who's willing to just be open and be vulnerable with their topic, whatever it is, whether it's the documentaries that you've been seeing lately, Sharon, the features, um, if what we'll do is... You don't mind me saying, Paul, there's the major point right there, though, is we care about the art. We care about the artists of how they're art is transpiring well into theaters, stuff like that. Sorry, we do not care about personal lives as much as, hey, if you're having a hard time, we're sorry you're having a hard time. But we are more about the art, and that's what I love is getting to see all these different scopes of art right now and getting to see all these different points of view on just different topics in and of itself. It's been an honor. Oh no, totally. So I'm I'm very thankful to. I guess our last thing is is thank you, Elizabeth. Even though we thanked you on air, we really want the audience to know that we always come from a place of gratitude. These filmmakers, you know, there are filmmakers out there, and we they aren't not. On, I don't want to say not on our show, but it's like I was saying. I meet people the moment I sense a filmmaker is just going to get pressed and vanish. Uh, they, we don't bring them on. We just made a conscious choice as a team that we want to support artists that are here for their film. They don't have to share our film. They don't, our show, they don't have to tell their friends. They don't have to recommend us, but they usually end up doing that because they understand that the show needs support and we're supporting them for the real reason we're doing the show for the real reason. 
And so it's nice. So we love when a guest will return because really past that first time or first interview, well, no one ever has to do anything. It's not particularly needed. So we want to let you know we are not a family show in terms of don't have your kids listening, but as a show, we are a family. So I wanted to say I appreciate you checking out and providing a review, Sharon, so we can have the female point of view. I'm going to wrap it up for me. If you have any final words, I'm going to say aloha and I'm done. But once you wrap up, Sharon, the show will be finished. Yes, thank you very much for having me. And until next time, have a great day. Spread some peace, everyone.